Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are live again with Real Estate Coaching Radio, and this is Tim and Julie Harris. And Julie is taking the day off because today is her birthday. And thanks to all of you who've wished Julie and I happy birthday on our Facebook page and sending us emails and whatnot. I can only assume that the more expensive gifts, the gold, the watches, the yachts, uh, and the Ferraris are still on the way, so I'll keep looking for them for all of you guys to send us really appropriate gifts. Because let's be honest, you know, you only have a birthday once a year, and it's nice to spoil the people that you like. So feel free to forward any sort of uh, gratuitous gifts to us as soon as you can. That would be wonderful. Moving on, um, you know, there's a lot going on in real estate right now, a lot going on underneath the surfaces of real estate. And the, the topic that I always like to focus on, and I know all of you like to focus on too based on the listenership, we obviously monitor how many of you are uh, listening live and how many of you listen in replay. And one of the topics that everybody seems to really be interested in is this sort of ground battle that's going on between the big three portals. That'd be Realtor.com, of course, Trulia, and Zillow. And you know what? I can understand why you guys are interested in that topic, probably for the same reason I'm interested in the topic, because really we see the, our businesses in, in a lot of ways, our, our industry, that is starting to lose control of itself in, in many ways. What we're starting to see are these third-party entities that are ent- entering into the real estate in- industry and maybe really putting themselves above the establishment in terms of authority in the eyes of the consumer. And you know what? If you lose that authority, if our industry surrenders the field and if our industry doesn't try to, frankly, take back what's been lost, the industry will fold. The industry will follow the same pattern that other industries have also followed, for example, travel. I mean, you know, everyone says, for example, that the travel industry was one of those industries that was perfect for what's called disintermediation. That's where you remove the middleman. Well, the same folks that were heavily in the travel industry who made, in many cases, hundreds of millions of dollars from the travel industry from disintermediating it, in other words, putting the information online so consumers didn't need travel agents anymore, those, in many cases, are the same people that are trying to do the same thing to our industry. And Here's my philosophy on this. Here's really the bottom line. We deserve it. We deserve to be disintermediated. If we allow that to happen, if we don't produce a product, a website, a portal, a level of service that consumers are willing to pay for, our industry deserves to fail. It's really that simple. If we cannot evolve, if we cannot evolve to be competitive with our competitors, and in this case, competitors outside of our industry, we don't deserve in the current you know, establishment, the current established real estate industry, does not deserve to exist. It just doesn't. If the only way that we're going to maintain control is you know, by controlling information, we're going to lose in the end because information at the end of the day wants to be free. Information doesn't want to just be controlled by an individual or individuals or an industry or a trade group, for example. The simple fact is, is that homeowners and home buyers, they want the information. They want it now. They want it free. They want it fast. 
They want it complete and they want it accurate. And if we can't do it, and when I say we, obviously I'm thinking of the folks that have been part of the real estate industry for you know their entire lifetimes, like practically Julie and I have. So if we can't deliver what they want, quite honestly, there is no future for us because the consumers will ultimately decide, the buyers and sellers of real estate will ultimately decide who's doing the best job. So that is a brash statement. It will make some people mad. I understand all that. But the reality of it is, is that is the truth. So this is a wake-up call to everyone in the industry. When, in the 90s, when Realtor.com first came out, Realtor.com did not have any competition. Now, I don't know the history as well as others do of Realtor.com and what happened and what didn't happen, but the simple fact now is Zillow is the most dominant online portal for folks to go look at houses. And let's be honest, when I look at Zillow, when I look at Trulia, those sites are brilliant. Zillow has and Trulia has done such a phenomenal job of producing a very easy-to-use, very effective consumer-facing site that Realtor.com has a lot to do to catch up. So Realtor.com, you know, they're, what they're going to be focusing on, as you see their big marketing campaigns come out this year, is they're going to be focusing on the fact that, in many cases, Realtor.com is going to have listing information faster than uh, Zillow and Trulia. In other words, in many cases, Realtor.com's listings, or Realtor, your listings as a realtor will show up on Realtor.com, what, two weeks in some cases, ahead of the, uh, in advance of when they'll show up on the other listing portals, the non-industry portals. And in many cases, the listings won't show up anywhere but Realtor.com. So, yeah, that does give Realtor.com an advantage. But I don't honestly think that's going to be an advantage enough unless, frankly, Realtor.com gets its act together and produces the type of website that consumers want. And that really is a mind-boggling thought for people outside of our industry that we could go the way – I'm sorry, insider industry – that we could go the way of the travel agents. But clearly we could. And you know, guys, if we let it happen, if we sit on our butts and we complacency, complacency, allow complacency to creep in more and we allow the industry to be taken over by these third-party companies – and these third-party companies are then controlling the flow of our leads, are controlling maybe even basically the consumers when they think of listing their house, if all of a sudden they think of going to a website versus calling their local agent. If we allow that to happen, we deserve to fail because that is the marketplace telling us that we don't have what they want anymore. And if that happens, guys, that's going to be tragic. It definitely will be because this is, you know, this is an incredible industry. We, we are in a when I and Julie and all of our coaches feel it's the best industry in the world, helping folks buy or sell homes, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to own your own business. But if we allow these things to happen, again, then we deserve to fail. You as an individual practitioner have to take responsibility for this. And I'm speaking mostly to the listing agents. In today's call, we're going to be really drilling down on the cost of leads, what you guys are spending for your Realtor.com, your Trillia, and your Zillow leads. And we're really going to be talking about how much quality is in each of those leads. You pay for the leads in your monthly fee. You're getting a certain number of leads every single month. How many actual closed transactions are coming from that? Because what's really starting to emerge, and this is a very, very bubbly thing. This really, really makes a lot of people angry, but this is the reality of it, is there is starting to be, a, again, almost a battle between buyer's agents and listing agents. It, it, really, honestly, you guys are sensing this. There's agents out there who are listing agents who are now saying, you know what, 
It's my listing. I'm going to pocket listing the thing. I'm going to pre-market list the thing. I'm going to, you know, I was reading in the uh, news features, great website. I read it every day. And I was reading about how there's a new report that came out that essentially said uh, that a huge, I think it was 20 or 30% of all the listings sold, sold essentially before they went to the MLS. In other words, there are pocket listings. Now, I think this was just an individual market, Arizona or Florida or whatnot. But the point of it was is that listing agents are saying, you know what, I've done the work for the listing. I'm going to do double in that listing. Why not? Brokers are taking the same policy. In-house listings are going to be given to in-house agents first, and then they're essentially going to be put in the MLS. That flies in the face of the competitive or of the cooperative nature of the multiple listing service. That really does put in question really the whole existing infrastructure that we have and that we've all enjoyed and it's allowed us to build great businesses over the last you know, many, many decades. So the thought that all of you need to be having in your heads is how can I actually become a listing agent? Because if you become a listing agent, a lot of these sort of tumultuous con- or subjects with regards to like buying buyer leads and all the rest of it becomes irrelevant because as a listing agent, your life changes. The topic of today's call is going to be specifically the cost per lead, what you're spending to buy those buyer leads and how effective those buyer leads are. So we're going to take a real short break, and when we come back, I'm going to pick up right where we left off. So get ready to take lots of notes, and guys, I'm going to be telling you exactly where I got my information, what websites and whatnot, so you can research this all on your own. I think you will be very, very fascinated with how much each lead is actually costing and how many of the leads that you're buying are actually closing. So more of that when we come back. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven, market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is free 
coachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. So seriously, all of you listening and live and replay, you should all be going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and requesting your free coaching call. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, I'll tell you why you wouldn't. It's because maybe you are addicted to buying buyer leads. Maybe you listen to us rail against the idea of becoming a listing or against the idea of buying buyer leads every day. And maybe you're saying to yourself, I am a strong, proud buyer's agent, and I don't want to become a listing agent. Okay, I understand. I appreciate that. That is your choice. But I have a question for you. Had you to do it all over again, getting back into real estate, licenses brand new, and you had a choice, and someone had educated you on the difference between a buyer's agent and a listing agent, because a lot of you are making that decision to be either or, so you know, which in itself is a little bit crazy, you should at least have your mind open to listing homes as well as working with buyers, again, because so many of you have convinced yourselves you can only work with buyers. But had you known uh, then what you know now, had you known that working with buyer's agents means that you're going to, working with buyers primarily, it would result in inconsistent cash flow. Had you known that working with buyers would mean that you wouldn't control your time? Had you known that working with buyers would mean that you'd have to give up literally every weekend, every night? Had you known that buyers are very rarely loyal and if a listing agent puts a house for sale in a pre-marketing phase and it's not in the MLS and the buyer's agent finds out about the house before you do, they're going to go directly to the listing agent. Had you known the truth behind being a buyer's agent, would you still choose that to be your path in this industry? Really? You wouldn't, would you? As a listing agent, once you learn how to be a listing agent, and yes, it does require more skill. I mean, the fact is, is a lot of agents gravitate towards being buyer's agents because it does not require a lot of skills. You learn some scripts, but there is no real presenting. There is no real, I mean, it's a social thing for the most part. If they like you and you like them, working with buyers is fun. I get it. It's, it's time-consuming. It's often, you know, as we've just discussed, results in a lot of wasted energy, a lot of wasted money, a lot of wasted opportunity. But it can be fun, especially if you like the buyers. I get it. Now you do have a choice, you see, because as a listing agent, once you learn how to be a listing agent and you learn how to, you know, obviously get some listings, then you have control of inventory, then you have control of your time, then you can get back to having normal office hours, then you can basically, literally, truly delegate all tasks that are not associated with you listing properties, you negotiating contracts, you going on listing, you know, obviously listing appointments, you doing lead generation stuff. You are focused on the things that are going to get you paid and moving away from the things that aren't going to get you paid, what then starts to happen? Your income increases dramatically. Your ability to pay off debt increases dramatically. Your ability to create financial freedom for you and your family, you know, it goes through the roof. The probability that you can actually maybe one day retire from real estate, from having to work if you chose not to, 
all those types of things only happen if you choose to be a listing agent. You guys, some of you, I know this makes you mad. I read the comments. I get it. But here's the thought for you. You find me one example in a single market where the number one selling agent anywhere in the country, and I don't care how big or small the market is, where the top producing agent is a buyer's agent, where the top income earning agent is a buyer's agent. You won't because they don't exist. Because in every single market, the highest paid, richest of the rich agents are always listing agents. So the choice you have to make now is will you continue on the path that you've been on, many of you, with thinking that you have to be stuck with working with buyers and that working with listings requires some sort of you know, secret hall pass from some sort of listing monitor. I don't know what, why you guys are resisting getting into it. it. Are you going to continue to believe that you have to, over time, become a listing agent and everyone has to sort of suffer as a buyer's agent? Are you going to continue to believe that you're not ready to be a listing agent? Because if you are, just stay a buyer's agent. That's fine. More listings for the rest of us. That's the reality of it. If, I still, if Julie and I were still active buying and selling real estate and we were, uh, you know, we haven't actively bought and sold real estate for you know well over 10 years we've been coaching for longer than we full-time than we ever sold real estate at this point but the reality of it is is i would be doing the exact same thing that i'm advising you guys to do and it's what we did in our business that resulted in us selling between 100 and 200 houses per year consistently for nearly a decade so let's get into this let's actually talk about the cost per lease and i'm going to read you guys some quotes I've shared some of these with you before, and I'm going to tell you where I, I read them, and you can go research this on your own. Say, so this is directly from an Inman News Feature article that was fairly recent. I think it was a week or so ago. I'm going to read this to you, and then, we're, again, we're going to analyze the results, and I'm going to give you the facts about what you're actually spending for buyer leads and then what you should expect as a result based on reality, based on facts. So this is taken out of context, so I'm going to start using someone's name here, but remember, it's taken out of context. Argawal estimates that Zillow provided about 700,000 leads per month to agents in the same quarter, basing his estimate on the assumption that the company generates 15 leads per month per subscriber. That's the important part. The midpoint of range cited by Zillow in its fourth quarter 2013 earnings report. And again, that's an Inman News feature. So I did some math. Okay, I did some math, again, based on that same public filing from Zillow. Now, we pick on Zillow only because Zillow is – uh, by far the leader in this space now, and, and um, they have the maturest business model, not compared to Realtor.com, obviously, but they have the maturest business model of producing what I think is the new generation of real estate portals. You know, overall, again, when you go to Zillow's site, it's brilliant, and so it truly is, and Realtor.com has to catch up, but I think it can. I hope it can. So Zillow currently has around 50,000 users, so there's 50,000 of you guys that are spending, and here it is, an average of $271 per month for leads. And I did the math. This translates to 14 leads per month with an average cost of lead around $20. So every time you get a Zillow lead, it's costing you $20. And you're thinking to yourself, hell, Tim, what are you talking about? That's awesome. Well, so I did some more research. On notorious-rob.com, I'll spell it, N-O-T-O-R, IUS-Rob.com, and I read Rob's site every day too. This is, again, a quote taken out of context, but it kind of drills down on the point we're making here. So the average Zillow premier agent paid $271 per month for Zillow's advertising services. The average Trulia Pro paid $196 for advertising services. 
And then Rob's talking about the average cost of um, an MLS, how much it costs to basically be a member of the MLS, which is about $25 per month. But we're focusing on the cost per lead. So Rob then goes on to say only one in 23 buyer leads converts to a sale. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This is what I find specifically uh, really, really fascinating. I've had a number of free coaching calls with you guys, and of course, you know, I've known this too, where you will not only advertise with Zillow, but you also advertise with Truly, and you also advertise with Roller.com. In addition to that, you'll have your company's website, and maybe you have your own individual realtor uh, website with IDEX feed. You with me? So there's basically, you have all kinds of ways that you're trying to capture buyer leads, okay? Focus, focus, focus. Now, what's happening is, is you're spending money for Zillow to generate a buyer lead, Trulia to generate a buyer lead. You're paying for that IDEX feed every single month. You're paying for Realtor.com every single month. You're paying, you're paying, you're paying for buyer leads. So each of those buyer leads, according to Rob, one in 23 actually is a real closable buyer. But that same buyer is going to all the different websites and filling out forms on all the different websites. So that one in 23 buyer you know, the one buyer in 23 leads, 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 leads are worth nothing, guys, right? A lead is nothing. It's just a name. It's just an email address. It's just a phone number if you're lucky. One in 23 are real buyers. 22 then obviously are going to be, you know, marginal if not just complete time wasters. But that same one real buyer is filling out forms at all these different websites, at least three or four. You guys have experienced that. I've had you tell me that I'm getting the same lead from this site, that site, and the other. So you've essentially just paid for the same lead three or four or five or ten different times, right? You're experiencing this, aren't you? Well, keep in mind, that means that same lead, the good one, the good one we pulled out, the one in 23, is also going to other people's websites. It's also getting information from other agents. Those leads are not just going to you because that individual buyer is not just going to one website. So that buyer is then getting solicited continuously by other agents. So the, the probability, you, you know, you're paying this money, $20 on average for a buyer lead. Then, you get, uh, then you're getting a whole bunch of you know, looky-loos, 22 of them aren't any good. The 123 one, the 23rd one, that's a good one, but that same 23rd lead is also being, uh, going to all these other different sites and being then solicited by all these different agents. Are you guys following me on all of this? So the actual probability of you converting a lead, a paid buyer lead off one of these sites, isn't really one in 23. It's, I can't even do the math in my head. I was an English major, so I wouldn't even try. But the reality of it is, is the probability of you converting a paid buyer lead is I bet you when someone does this math that's brighter than me with math, we'll figure it out that it's more like one in 100 or one in 200 times you'll be able to convert a lead. Now, if you're really good at lead follow-up, and if you're really good with your skills with converting buyer leads, your ratio probably will blow everyone else's out of the water. I know some of you are that good at it, and that's fine. But a vast majority of you will literally have zero closed transactions from your paid buyer leads. How many of you are building up credit card balances right now because you're buying buyer leads? Another recurring theme I'm hearing on my free coaching calls is agents are going massively in debt from buying buyer leads, and obviously they wouldn't be going in debt if they were closing them. They're accumulating debt on their credit cards. So as a result of that, what happens is they can't stay in their real estate business. 
So I'm going to pull out some more statistics for you in, our, in the time we have remaining, because I personally find this very interesting. What I find interesting, the reason I find this interesting, not isn't because Zillow, Truly, and Realtor.com aren't brilliant businesses. They are. The guys running those businesses are brilliant. Look what they've done. Zillow has got five or 50,000 of you to pay $271 a month for 14 to 15 leads per month, and knowing full well you know, the statistics on how many of you are actually converting those and making those into real money. And yet, that company is growing by leaps and bounds. But why ultimately are they growing? Because they have built a better mousetrap. They have built something elegant. They have built something that consumers want to visit, that they want to uh, learn about real estate on, that they enjoy using. And as I said at the top of the call, if they continue down that path, you have to assume that they will very soon dominate a majority of the leads that are going to, going to realtors, and we will lose control of the industry. At least we'll lose control of the leads part of the industry. Then how long does it take for these sites to decide to get into the listing business? How long does it take then for them to decide to get into the business of no longer just selling you the leads, but they're going to sell you the leads, and you have to pay a referral fee on it? If you don't think that is going to happen, you're nuts. Of course it is. That is, of course, the evolution of this business model. So let's keep on digging into this. Best estimates are that a valid buyer lead for every 30 to 50 leads sold back to agents, let's call it a 1 in 40 ratio. In other words, it will take 40 leads to find one decent lead. Keep in mind that, and this is something else I read, keep in mind that one decent buyer lead is also the same lead that other agents are also chasing because that same lead, the same buyers are probably also completing forms on Trulio, Zillow, Realtor.com, and not to mention all the thousands of broker sites and agent sites. So, guys, the, the validity of this business model is beginning to wane. The idea that it makes sense for you guys to continue to buy buyer leads versus learning how to be listing agents, that has to be in question. So as you proceed, as you really do a careful analysis on where you want to be at the end of 2014, you've really got to question yourself. Are you on this sort of you know, hamster wheel of buying buyer leads because you just don't know any better? Well, now you do. If you've been listening to our radio show, if you've been tuned into um, Julie and I and all of our coaches for any length of time, you know that we are advocates of you guys learning how to be listing agents. You know that we're going to do everything in our power every single day to do whatever's best for you. We are the only agent-centric coaching company. We are not going to do a live event and having a, a, a lead-selling portal in the back of the room trying to rope you guys into buying buyer leads. I couldn't do it because, you know the real simple reason? It's not what's best for you. What's best for you is you learn how to be a listing agent. When you learn how to be a listing agent, you control your inventory. You control your cash flow. You control your future. Not learning how to be a listing agent, is at, at, it, now that you have been exposed to the truth, it's essentially you saying, ah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, chase. I'm okay with buying buyer leads. I'm okay with you know, working all the, all the seconds and the minutes in the day. I'm okay with not ever accumulating any money. I'm okay with mediocrity. I'm okay with accumulating debt on a credit card because the buyer leads I'm buying really aren't worth anything. I'm okay with all of that. And guess what Zillow, Truly, and Realtor.com have all announced? This year, they are... Uh, all going to be spending supposedly over $100 million on consumer-facing advertising this year. They are going to spend money going directly to your potential clients to try to get your potential clients to go to their website 
so they can capture him as a lead and sell that lead back to you. That is their plan this year, and it will work. Why? For the reason I stated at the top of this call, because they build a better mousetrap. Our industry, and I do believe under the leadership of Steve, Steve Brown at the National Association of Realtors, I do believe that we, can take, that we can take control of our business again, our industry again. I'm seeing MLSs all over the country. I'm seeing boards of realtors all over the country who are deciding enough is enough. But I have to tell you guys, and you have to be really clear, listing agents, I know a lot of you are listening. I'm, you know, Julie and I have become you know, basically the advocate for listing agents in the country because nobody else was listening to you. Everyone else is talking about buyer agents and buying buyer leads. Listing agents, we are advocating for you, and you need to listen to me. You control the marketplace. Listing agents control the marketplace. Listing agents control the inventory. Whoever controls the inventory controls the industry. You need to make your voice heard. You need to say enough is enough. You need to decide that you're going to stop allowing your work product, which is a listing, to be exploited. That is your decision. What are you going to do about it now? What are you going to decide your future is going to be? It's up to you guys. Remember, I want you to request a free coaching call if there's anything we can do to help you at any time, at any moment you need any help. If you are a buyer's agent who is done being a buyer's agent and you're ready to become a listing agent, free coaching calls for agents.com. If you're an existing agent not knowing what direction to go, which is a lot of the free coaching calls we do, freecoachingcalls.com. If you're an existing listing agent and you want to really blow up your listing business, where do you go? Freecoachingcalls.com. If you want to learn more about Julie and I and our coaching business, go to timandjulieharris.com. So hopefully this diatribe today benefited you. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully I was able to help you and motivate you to actually take action, take responsibility, and then take the lead. If there's anything we can do to help you, free coaching calls for agents.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.